Welcome to the Find and Follow podcast, where we believe life is in the light, spiritual darkness is the enemy, and finding and following Jesus is the best way to live life. That's right. We're back. I'm Scott Langhand, your host. Uh, excited to be back. Joined today by Craig, the normal co-host, along with TD. You, you. TD, the in Tan the Man. Most people call him Tanner. Uh, Tanner Decker here, hanging out on the podcast I with guess. us. Kyle is enjoying a little vacation this week. Mm, a little down fun. in warm southwest Arizona, fun uh, in the sun, like surrounding a good time. areas. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people took vacations to warm places this this week in particular. Well, like we're recording Arizona. spring break week, so true. That's kind of how that goes. Arizona, yeah. Hawaii. Um, Some people went over the Oregon coast. A lot of people went either to the mountains or the ocean. Mm, yeah, yeah, good to get out. Um, and we have been, I've been missing it the last two weeks. We've been off for the last two weeks. Uh, I've been off for vacate. three or four weeks now. Well, some would argue longer, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, we've been, uh, you were on vacation. Mm-hmm. We filmed without you, recorded without you. I, I took a little vacation before Easter, and then we had Easter. And so just with the oh, yeah. craziness of the schedule, um, I love doing the podcast, missed it. It's just sometimes hard to fit in. I wish I was like more uh, producer orientated, like we had stuff quote in the can and recorded and filmed, and you could just push stuff out. Uh, but we do this live and weekly and real, and what's happening in the world. So mm-hmm. uh, we're just not that. I'm just not that far out. But it was good to get a little vacation time in. Craig, how was Hawaii? What uh, was like a highlight for you? Yeah, going to the Big Island, the yep. Aloha spirit. Yeah, it was great, fabulous. You know, when you wake up and it's about 70 degrees and then the high for the day is about 80 degrees or so, and that's every day, you know, kind of hard that, to not enjoy that. That yeah. sounds too You nice. got in the ocean, did some snorkeling? Yep, did some snorkeling. Never been to the Big Island, and so I was excited to go there because of all the volcanic activity. Mm. Um, I learned that the Big Island, though it's the biggest one, is the youngest one, so there's still a lot of uh, geologically recent activity. I mean, it's you know, last few hundred years or whatever, yeah. or the last hundred years. But, yeah, lots of stuff going on there on that island, and very weird to drive out for miles and miles through lava fields. I've never experienced anything Did you guys like see before. the real lava flow? There's an actual flow going on. The, the road, yeah, we weren't able to get down no? to okay. that. The, the, the lava actually took out one of the roads, and so it's difficult to get there and... So what happens when you're living on a volcano. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's, we forget, like, no, Hawaii, they're just volcanoes that people are living on the side of a <laughs> volcano. Like, you say that to someone, like, where are you going to live? Side of a volcano. That's a good idea. Exactly. Yeah, it's, but it's really pretty. Yeah, sounds great. You should hang out yeah. longer. The, the one that uh, has you been get erupting off that, recently that volcano? is... No, we're on an island 3,000 <laughs> miles out in the middle of the ocean. We're all dead if it explodes. Okay, yeah, great idea. Go for it. Don't I've you think everybody, that. That's so everybody in the world would pay tons of money to come there? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah sounds good. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty weird thought. It's a sure. very weird thought. No, everyone's like, oh, we're canceling our Hawaii trip this summer. We're not doing it. It's a bad idea. We just went there a, year, a little over a year ago. It, same spot. It's mm. wonderful. I'd go yeah. again in a heartbeat. Yeah, me too, but it, it's weird. So, And it's not just a volcano. That's the other thing. Yeah, I there's about. multiple. There's five volcanoes yeah. on the big island. and a, There's two really big ones. Two, two really big ones, and then the Kilauea is the one that is erupting. One of the big ones is dormant. One is Mauna Lea. Mauna, Mauna Lea is sure. the, other one, the other big one. There's another volcano just slightly offshore, and the top of it doesn't even come up to, the, to sea level. Oh, okay. So you can't even see I didn't it, but know it's that. part of the formation. Okay. And it probably will continue to come on up. So, yeah. If it's, it's geology in the making. It's happening. Gotcha. It's in cool. Our lifetime. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. So, um, as we're filming this, Tanner might be a little distracted. He brought in his buddies. He's dog sitting right now. So, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're like, is Tanner okay? Like, He's fine. Uh, I don't think anybody can hear. Lloyd, if you hear any little whimpering in the background, that's Lloyd. That's Lloyd. He's a, he's a cute, fun-loving black lab hanging out in the background, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got some separation anxiety or yeah. something going on. I've watched him for two days, so I, I don't know how that's You guys are best friends. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep, he's attached. So uh, you had vacation. Uh, I took a little vacation right before Easter. Easter was great. If you are a regular listener of the podcast, you will recall a few weeks ago where I said, this weekend will be phenomenal because the Zags are going to make it to the Final Four. Yep. And the Zags made it to the final four. Had a phenomenal, I mean, just 
amazing game, buzzer beater in overtime. I mean, that, that game was phenomenal. a game. It was phenomenal. The shot is going to go down in history. That'll be one of those oh, for sure, highlights when the tournament rolls around every year. They're going to show that. Yep. There's only been like four, I think it was four buzzer beaters in like Final Four history or maybe, I don't know, like National Championship Weekend history or something. So great shot. Easter was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It was a great time. We had a couple Fabulous. gatherings, people Fantastic. gathering all over. Um, yeah, in person. More and more so around good. the country, people in person and celebrating Jesus together, life. And then I said, and then the Zags will be national champions. And they went to the national championship game. And then um, it was a great year. It was a great year. Way to avoid the It was a phenomenal the year. In the room, they just looked tired. <laughs> they looked like that yeah. UCLA game took a little bit out of them emotionally. Yeah. Mentally, physically, and uh, it felt like a they won a championship, and then you realize two days later you had to play again. And so, yeah, yeah. it's a good team. I'm a fan for life. Always oh, gonna be a sure. fan. Yep. Not, not, uh, not disappointed. Um, Baylor also just played phenomenally. Baylor's that, a tough, they, tough team. You, you got to hand it to both UCLA and Baylor. They both played excellent games. The fact that we just barely won the UCLA game mm-hmm. is. I think, uh, you know, yeah. reflection on how good a team the Bruins are. And yeah. then the same thing with Baylor. I mean, they did play well. Yeah. It's not like we threw the game. It's like no. they beat us. Baylor's legit. They've been legit. I've watched yep. plenty of Baylor games throughout the season. The Zags were supposed to play them early December, and that game got canceled because of COVID. And, um, but I've watched tons of Baylor games, and that, that was Baylor who showed up. And mm. they were the, the best Baylor team um, mm. of the year. And so they're a great team. They were physically dominating, and the Zags just look a little <laughs> little sluggish so uh we got them next year though next we're year. gonna get them next year Coach yep, says absolutely next year oh uh, so we'll just it was sad but it was an overall great weekend mm-hmm. um with the zags I, i'd rather watch them in the national championship game than not so True. exactly there's that you know part of it and so it was a, it was a fun weekend uh my vacation we had a great time we just stayed local did a, a hotel locally nice. and stayed swam in the pool and um, it was great. We had some friends over uh, before that. We had dinner parties, and um, we had one family over. We they've been friends for a long time, like decades. And Amy and, and her grew up together, and we don't get together all that often. Um, and mostly because they have eight kids. So when you invite them over, there's ten people that show up, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the one family. Yeah. And uh, they got kids <laughs> from nine months to thirteen years old. And so there's eight of them in that mix, and it's and it's wonderful. We love yeah. having them over, and we hang they're, out. They're great have, people. I know the family. Yeah, yeah. great people. And we head to the park, and people play. But you like go to the park, <laughs> and you go lot. one, two, three, <laughs> and then with our three, and then everybody, you're just counting like one, two. I don't know. I saw about seven kids. We're pretty good. And I <laughs> we asked, got most of them. Yeah, I asked Landon. I was like, Rounded are up we or down? You know. I, I was like, do we got them all? He's like, yeah, we'll probably get there. I don't know. He's so <laughs> laid back. And I'm like, you have to be. I there's guess. kids on bikes and scooters and one's still playing at the basketball court. And I'm like, they're two blocks separating all of us as we're walking back. I'm counting. I'm like, I, we'll, they'll all make it eventually. Mm-hmm. We got the littlest <laughs> ones. The, we got those guys. Uh, we should all get there. But how my vacation really started. Um, so we got home. Uh, Amy and I, were, we were doing something. We pulled into the garage. And we were going to go in the next hour. So we pulled into my garage, get out of my car. I just left the keys in the cup holder because we do that frequently Mm because you're like, instead of just walking in, hanging them up, like we're just going to get right back in, put them in the cup holder, close the doors. We go in. As soon as the door opens to the house, I go in, I hear my car go boop, boop. I go, what? Why why didn't my car just honk? Did the car honk? Babe, did you hear the car? And she's like, what? And I was like, She's like, yeah, that's the sound it makes when it locks. I'm like, oh, wait, no. how did it lock? Sure it did. So I go, I go over there and I try the door, and the car locked itself. My truck's done that a few times just randomly. It will. It's yep, a, I find this out hmm. later. It's an auto safety feature that it happens randomly, not even like – Yep. It's just a part of the – it's kind of a broken thing in GMCs, mm-hmm. and it's a newer car for us. We've only had a few months, and we've left the keys in it a ton. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll my go truck's to, a GMC. We'll go to your yep. house or Amy's parents' house. It's just we don't – you don't – you're out in the middle of nowhere. We'll just leave the keys on the floor in the cup holder all the time. Mm-hmm. And Amy, when we first got it, went down to the store to buy a key, and it's a chipped key. So there was like 90 bucks. they said. She's like, nah, I'm not going to do that now. So we didn't have a spare key. 
So oh, my car oh, is no. keys are locked in my car, locked by itself <laughs> in my own garage. So that was the start of the vacation. Uh, so I was, fun. So fun. I was trying not to be stressed. <laughs> so then I'm doing all the MacGyvering things. I'm YouTubing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get like a shoestring in through the edge of the door if you prop it open a little oh, bit man. and yeah. create a loop on it and trying to pull that out and then figure out how to get like a wire. I got a wire in there. Then I'm like, I'm going to damage my car and break it. Uh, I was like, I have money. I'm just going to call the locksmith. So it was late that night. So then I was like, I'll just call him tomorrow morning. And so had to had to pay. Uh, the guy show they called her like, now where's the car? Uh, it's in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy shows up on site. He goes, hey, I'm here inside. I don't see the car. Yeah, it's in my garage. Let me open the garage door so you yeah. come. 20 seconds. Literally 20 seconds. It was 55 bucks. I'm like, that is a, that is a quick 55 bucks. Literally yeah. just 20 seconds to pop into my car. He, and then he just goes up. There you go. Dang. I mean, it was fast. So then I go down the store, same store. I said, I need to get a key you know, today, right? It was 39 bucks to get the key done. What? Wait. Yep, right? I got, came home. I'm like, here you go, babe. Here's your $39.99 key. Uh, so that's a good learning lesson. Maybe buy the key ahead of time. And, Maybe. Well, you know, I had to pay 55 bucks to learn that lesson. But well, but see, the, 55 and 39 so you paid about the same money. Yeah, about the same amount, you know? <laughs> so yeah. the vacation got a lot better after that once we got that figured out. Well, yeah. good. You'd hate for it to go downhill after that. Yeah, yeah. It was not. Anyways, it was good. So um, I'm excited though. We're we're uh, been in this series. Well, like at Mission Church, we've just been doing this culture development thing for the last couple of months, mm-hmm. and we just wrapped up a series, um, just talking about the family I want to be part of. If you're with us at Mission Church, if not, you can check that out online. And it's just talking about culture and this mm-hmm. big thing of called culture. And we want to be part of an irresistible family, whether it's a work family or personal family or church family, which is humble people and emotionally intelligent and healthy people and people who are hungry to do more and learn more and mm. take on more responsibility. And that's been really good. That's the handhold of like mm. what makes what makes an awesome like sports team is like culture, clubhouse culture. Like what what is hey, what that? What does that mean? Yeah. yeah. How do you get a handle on that? And so it's this handle, it's the way of Jesus. Um, so I've just been excited we've been just ending that. Heard a couple of people, business leaders mm-hmm. who are like, hey, I'm taking that to my business. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is like like from the get-go, it yeah. just clicks. And very it's something timely, we borrowed. very relevant and helpful in the business world. Yeah, we borrowed yeah. it from Patrick Lincioni and, and his table group uh, business and team and, and adapted it. And so it's not original to us. But mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, it's, it's a good series. It's um, something that showed up like through like our vacation. We were just talking mm-hmm. about it with different people. And I don't know, it's just as sticky and it's helpful it's as we're, uh, yeah. you know, and then launched into Easter. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's super exciting. What we're uh, what we're up to, what's happening here yeah. in uh, the springtime, just kind of new life. Mm-hmm. You know, my grass has grown, trees are budding, new things happening here. At church coming out. Yeah, so good. Yeah, people. Uh, even Easter, several families kind of reemerged after a year and just said, "Hey, mm-hmm. this is our Easter was our designation point to like restart. There's yeah. a new life. We're yep. gonna we're gonna reengage with life and community and church in a different way. And so it's just exciting time where. Where it's just there's new things happening, people reengaging culture is getting back to normal and healthy and vibrant, and um, it's just fun fun yeah. to be part of. So speaking of mm-hmm. new things, uh, eventually, sooner probably not later, we'll be in a new part of scripture. <laughs> hey, um, I say probably, probably because <laughs> sometimes <laughs> the pace we at which only we have go, one chapter and like one paragraph left. I know, so. which you know that could, could be take like a four months. Month. Yeah, something. yeah, I don't <laughs> know, a month or two. But anyway, the reason I bring that up is I'm curious. Um, have you been continuing to get uh, suggestions and feedback from people? Not a ton new stuff, but yeah. uh, several things, yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to figure that out. So if you've got an idea, uh, a yeah, suggestion, where to head next uh, topic-wise or... Uh, yeah, or I was like about to ask the plan to just pick another book like John or yeah. and just go mm-hmm. through it again like that? Oh, yeah. yeah, maybe what John's letters mm-hmm. or Romans or um, one of Paul's letters, a Galatians or an Ephesians. So, mm-hmm. yep, definitely just, again, the Probably. whole point is to help people understand who Jesus really is yeah. uh, and how, what it really truly means to follow him. Um, that's what we, we didn't... We just tried to start, remember when we started this? It's been over a year now, or right at a year, where right we started about, yeah. in April of last year. It's just we had this live stream technology and said, let's 
let's tune in with people Thursdays mm-hmm. at noon on a lunch break. They're home anyways. Uh, we or, called it Theology Thursday in, yeah. back in the day. And we just started this conversation, and now this is our 44th episode Dang. Um, in a year, wow. or maybe just under a year. And um, yeah, it's been good just to help people find Jesus and follow him and bring on some guests. We'll have some more guests coming on and mm-hmm. um, just helping people to really know who Christ is. Um, that's, that's why we're doing it. I love it in a sense of just we're reaching people that are outside of our normal sphere and a podcast delivery. And um, that's why we're doing it. You know, it's, yep. a, it's a good conversational format. Um, that way it's not just a one person's voice and it's just a, a presented message. Yeah, this isn't mm-hmm. intended to be a, a teaching session or a Bible study per se. Um, this is about um, people's real stories of how they found Jesus and what their experiences have been following him. It's um, an encouragement to you who are listening or watching to have conversations around uh, what, what God says in his word and what that means to you personally and what, how that helps you to follow Jesus more, yeah. more completely. And that's, maybe we'll take this, this side road here. You said it's not a Bible study. I, I don't even, okay, there's a, there's a tension here. And you know where I'm going with this, Craig. And I don't, Tanner, I don't know how much you've been uh, in on these conversations. But for me, like, it is important to study God's Word, know mm-hmm. God's Word. It's truth. It's light to our souls. But the point and the goal is not to study the Bible. Right. Mm-mm. And so much of, of Christian life and what people think is the goal is to know intellectually the Bible and have it referenced and uh, memorized. And that is the goal is to do a Bible study and like, oh, I haven't been studying and I need mm-hmm. to study and I'm going to get in a study with people. God never called us to study the word. It's to know him. Mm-hmm. And part of a large part of how we know him is he's revealed things and people recorded them. Um, John says that in 20 here, we're, you know, where we're at in the, the eyewitness account in verse 31, mm-hmm. the whole purpose of what John was doing you know, it was divine inspiration. Right. It was mm-hmm. Jesus, you know, direction. But mm-hmm. verse 31, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't say these are written so you can get into small groups and have curriculum to study words and just to know that and not have anything change in your life. Mm-hmm. He's like, these are written so that you know, may believe in Jesus who is the Christ mm-hmm. and that you would have life. Yeah. So... So I know a lot of people would say, if you, you pushed on them, said, hey, 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 is it to study the Bible? Is that the goal? Like, oh, no, 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 no. But I think it's way too easy just to fall into that, like, oh, I, don't, I didn't read my Bible, and I didn't study the Bible, and I don't know enough of the Bible. Nowhere does Jesus say study the Bible. Because mm-hmm. one, hey, there was no Bible until yeah. about 300 years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the putting it together and take the Hebrew scriptures together with these new letters and the gospels and put it together and it was bound together. And then it was called the Bible. Mm-hmm. It was 300 years later after Christ, but it, the goal is to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so now I agree hundred percent with what you're saying, but people it, might I'm, hear, Hey, don't read what don't yeah. read the Bible. Don't study the Bible. No, that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. No, the, the actually there is a place depending on which translation you have that, that talks about, admonishes us to study. Yes. Um, and that's in uh, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 15. Uh, one translation says, uh, uh, study the scriptures. Study to show yourself approved, someone who's handling accurately the word of truth. Mm-hmm. So, so there, is, there is that emphasis there, but it, the larger context is what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The whole point of studying is to make sure that you understand accurately who Jesus is, and can present him accurately to other people so that you can follow Jesus and they can too. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and we, we like, like you say, and I agree uh, again entirely, we get bogged down in step one, which is intended to lead to step four, which is following Jesus. And yeah. step one's not the point. It's, it's a means to an end. It's a means by which, what one of the ways in which we discover who Jesus really is and yep. who he mm-hmm. wants to be in our life. Yep, mm-hmm. it's very so needed, follow him. and it's important. That's why we're doing this. I mean, mm-hmm. it would be yep. hard to say, Scott, you don't believe in like studying the Bible. I, we, I'm doing a podcast every week. <laughs> about studying the Bible. <laughs> about knowing Jesus, and we're using the scripture as our, our, as our starting point. Yeah. But there's the, the proof of that it's real is that the spirit of God is in us. First John 4, uh, John says, hey, you know that it's real because there's a spirit inside of you right. and what's happening. To, to and Jesus rebuked the Bible studiers. 
He did. I was yep. just going to go John there. 5. We've talked about this. John oh. 5, hey, 39. Hey, hey, hey you got to jump in quicker. Tanner <laughs> Tanner doesn't even know how to jump in yet. So. I, yeah, I really don't. That's true. <laughs> Tanner's sitting on I'm the couch learning. watching the Craig and Scott show. Yeah, he's uh, two leg hands, Tanner. buddy. I still, I'm figuring it out. I'm getting better. At, like, you are jumping better. In and, like, you, you know what it is? Is you're just um, more kind than we are. <laughs> it truly. You're we, just more... You're just more considerate of other people. Well, than, there's uh, another way to look at Scott it. You and I both Craig. have learned that if we don't talk over the top of each other, we'll never get a word in. <laughs> mm. It's true. My mom. That's how all of you guys work. You, Kyle, <laughs> when Ben was here, yeah, all yeah. you guys worked like that. But I wanted to finish this thought, uh, John. I wanted to finish your thought, Craig, on John 5, 39. Please do. Jesus is, is rebuking <laughs> the Bible studiers for yep. the point of the studying of the Bible exactly. for the self-ego uh, just to know something mm-hmm. and not actually find life and have their life be actually transformed. And he says, you diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. Hey, you think you're doing your Bible study and then you're, you're arriving. He's, nope. These are the scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He goes, you missed the point. You got started and you thought that was the goal and you missed the whole thing. In, I've been diving deep in um, the Bible Project reading plan on the version, mm-hmm. and my wife and I have been going through it this year as far as the, the one story that leads to Jesus. So it's all of Scripture. You read all of Scripture, but it's with their videos and through the filter of like, hey, no, it all points to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's all about God just didn't record some stuff just to have history right. and no facts. It's like so that you would find life. And in Hebrew, there isn't, there aren't, there aren't, there is an art. How's that for grammar? Depends on what you're going to say next. <laughs> there, there, there isn't, there aren't, there isn't, aren't two words. People have already Same tuned thing. out. They're like, I don't even know what this guy's saying anymore. There aren't two words for listening and obeying in Hebrew. Mm. So going through in Deut- Deuteronomy 6, where it's like, hero Israel, the Lord God is one, like to listen to this, listen, means both. To do it. Mm-hmm. To do it. To hear yeah. is to do. Yeah. To listen is to do. There's not the separation. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how much we've separated it, but it's like, did you hear me? Oh, I heard you, but I wasn't listening. Yeah. And I, was, I heard the sound wave entering my ear. I heard that, but I wasn't actually listening. I didn't engage my brain. And then I'm not going to do anything with my heart and to be engaged. And then, therefore, I'm not going to do anything with my body. Mm-hmm. We, how we've separated it out to like four different things. Yeah. Like, oh, I heard you. No, no, if you heard me, you would have done something. Like, this is as a parent yeah. mm-hmm. with kids. You know, this is the constant, like, oh, I heard you. Well, you're still sitting there on a screen. I said, turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why Jesus shows up and he says all the time, hey, if you have ears, hear. What, was he talking to deaf people? People without ears? What was he talking about? He's like, mm-hmm. no, he's making this point. You guys think you're hearing, but you're not hearing because you mm-hmm. would be doing, you would be following, you would be finding life. Yeah. Um, you know, as someone who's preached essentially for 40 years now, um, well, actually more than that, 45 years on, on a regular weekly basis and sometimes, you know, multiple times in a week, um, I, I've uh, become a student of people's responses to, to sermons, you know, to messages. Yeah. And, and it's interesting to me, um, a lot of times, at least in American culture, a lot of times the response is a critique. Like, that was a really good message, or mm-hmm. that was really entertaining, or I've never heard it put that way, or... Yeah. or that's a funny story. I had the same experience, story. or let yep. me tell you my story. So I related, or I connected. Yeah, yeah. And, which and is that, normal, natural mm-hmm. for it's all of us. It's normal and natural, and I get that. And, and, but, but many times, I, I want to just interject and say, but did it change your life? Did, did, mm-hmm. Are you living any, in any way whatsoever? Are you living differently now as a result of having heard that, or, yeah. or not? Right. You know, and sometimes the answer... And I hope many times the answer is yes. Actually, that, that I am. I am living differently. Mm-hmm. It did change my life. But but you wonder because the rhetoric around whether a message was good or not so good is more about how it struck us or how well we connected with it, mm-hmm. not about how much it changed our life. Right. And the point of a yeah. message is is to transform lives. Mm-hmm. Is, is is to point people to Jesus to, who to point, changes life, who yeah. is life. Here's who he yeah. is. Uh-huh. Here's what he said. Now follow him. Right. Yeah, and and even if it's a if it's a boring and not so uh, contemporary or relevant message, if it if a person's life has changed, that's a good message mm-hmm. because it brought about life change. It brought about 
somebody following Jesus, seeing right. Jesus, understanding who Jesus is, and, and following him better than they were before they heard it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 My favorite is just when it's a critique of like the, the way in which you present. It's not the right format. It's not their personal preference on mm-hmm. uh, how you approach God's word or helping people find, find Jesus. You're like, okay, all right. Yep. Okay. I know. Thanks. I hear you. Appreciate that. So, but the, but Jesus. So let's try to jump into twenty here, if we can transition. All right. mm-hmm. um, unless we want to talk more Zach basketball and what we think for the future yeah, of the I'm recruits. Good. Okay, just checking in. I on think work. you're the one that could talk the most here. So if you just want to go off, then yeah, I'm so I probably should start that Zach. <laughs> you can start your own podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah, just I'm still waiting on that. But you know, in twenty here, we um we we left off. If you were with us a few episodes ago, we left off with this kind of speed bump verse. Um, the conversation we're having, I think, is really helpful in light of it, right? Verse 31, the whole point is that we would find Christ, Mm -hmm. Jesus, who is the Christ, Christ being this messianic title, the Savior of the world, the one who's going to forgive sins and conquer death and do all the things that are prophesied, and that by believing in him, we would have life. Because Jesus breathes on his disciples or, like, breathes in them the Spirit, which is an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way that in the beginning, God breathed his spirit into Adam and Eve. Oh, good point. Yeah. Life. Okay, we just stop the podcast you, now. You like, almost we, dropped your we'll, microphone there. You're like, there's my contribution, and I'm out. He waited for it. He waited for it. And then it was a mic drop moment. Yes. Yes, God like formed, you're 100%. God formed Adam, and then he breathed the lives of men into him. Yeah. And there was this supernatural thing that happens yeah most translations say that he that god breathed into his nostrils the breath of life but that word breath in the hebrew is plural um well no i beg your pardon the word for lives is plural Mm -hmm. so it's not the breath of life it's the breath of lives and so it is the entire human race the potential to have offspring and all of that is all Mm. breathed into adam and, and now as his descendants, all of us in the human race, uh, we're the result of the lives breathed into him yep. on that day. That's just, that's powerful stuff. Good yeah, point, and that's, yeah, very good. And that's where, like, Paul talks about that in Romans, like, that section of, like, five through nine. And he, yeah, and he references in Adam, in Adam, we are in Adam and therefore, you know, human, but also then fallen and broken and in need of restoration. So we have this sin problem. And then that now we can be in Christ. In Christ and so yeah. what's true of Christ is now true of us, mm-hmm. that we have this new life, that our, that our identity is Christ and no longer Adam as our origin. So Jesus breathes in them the Spirit, and then he says, hey, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. And so we, we kind of started kicking that around and mm-hmm. can kind of, if you just casually read that, like, what what wait, what is Jesus getting at? Because I thought Easter, I thought, and I love that we're here talking being able to talk about this the week right after Easter, after Easter yeah. and the right before. Like we didn't I didn't plan that. We didn't plan that. We didn't pace that out or schedule that out starting a year ago. We were just like, hey, let's try to help people on Thursdays too. Right. <laughs> you know, as the as the <laughs> yep. origin of this why we're here as a podcast. But now we're here one year later, just the perfect timing of it to be able to talk about well, no, no, it's the cross and the resurrection. For sure, that is clear throughout all of Scripture. You know, John follows that up there in verse 31. It's not like, oh, yeah, oh, if Tanner says I'm good, I'm good. He's not saying that at all. He's saying that there's no way in anywhere in Scripture where you would get the idea that we as people have the ability to forgive sins and hold out. And, you know, it's not like the Pope can pardon people and not pardon people. There's, I, I don't know how you would discover that anywhere throughout all of Scripture, um, John three thirty six, thirty six. Where am I at here? Thirty six. Three thirty six. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. I mean, it's just one more spot, right? John yeah. three sixteen. Another place is First uh, Timothy chapter two. There's one mediator between God and men. How many? And the yeah, just exactly, one. Just one. Okay. The one man, more. Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So. It, Paul's abundantly clear there. And there's numerous other places that make it very clear. You know, I, I thought about this in preparation for, for today. This, this, this particular verse is, is a little bit of a speed bump for sure. 
And, and it's the one, by the way, that the Catholic Church has used historically to justify the idea that there's a pope mm -hmm. who has the authority to forgive sins and that he passes that to his priests and so on. But the problem with that is that Jesus is saying that, what, what he says there, to the entire group of apostles, not just to Peter. And right. what the Catholic Church Well, apparently to do not is, Thomas, because he wasn't there. Tom. To the entire group that is That there. was there. Yeah. Well, I just saw this, sorry. He doesn't just say, yeah, hey, guys, uh, I want you to know I'm giving Peter special authority. Correct. Which is what the, the Catholic Church has done, and they tied it back to Peter and mm. try to claim an unbroken secession of authority from Peter down to the present-day Pope. Anyway, it's not that. And, and I think that's important for people to, to understand. As you read through Scripture, um, you're watching, you're listening right now, as, as you yourself read through Scripture, um, and you come across a difficult passage or one you don't understand, Sometimes, not always, but sometimes a good approach is to do what I've done with this verse, and you started to do it as well. I'm not real clear maybe on what exactly it does mean, but I know for sure it doesn't mean this. It's right. a process mm. of elimination. You can take, take this out and that out and that out. Well, what are we left with? And then begin to dive into the, what, what remaining options you have. And keep in mind that Scripture interprets Scripture. So what does the rest of the Bible say? Well, the rest of the Bible clearly does not say that the disciples had the authority to forgive sins as, you know, that, that's something that only God has the authority to do. So we can rule that option out. Mm -hmm. Well, what does the Bible say? And so you go from mm -hmm. there. And, and I, I think that that's uh, an important and, and helpful way to keep balance uh, as we seek to understand what Jesus really is saying and what that means to us as we follow him. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And did you have a thought on that? Yeah. I was going to say, like, reading this verse and when you were talking to me about it yesterday, it just um, it made me kind of think, Craig, what you were just saying, like, yeah, we don't have the authority, but, okay, what does that mean for, like, our community? What you specified, it was spoken to the whole group, not just Peter. Um, it reminded me of this small group I had in college where um, if it was a place where, like, we held each other accountable and we'd uh, be open about where we were struggling uh, in life, what we needed help with, and there would be times where we, we'd come to the group and be like, hey, guys, like, I messed up. And in those moments, it wasn't like we would – we'd actually, like uh, – practices saying like in Jesus name you're forgiven uh and it wasn't way like saying like yeah like before I said it you weren't forgiven it was like it was us acknowledging like no you are forgiven in Jesus's name and we were just speaking that truth out loud so I that was my thought when I first read it. I was like I think he's just saying like in community we can remind people that like there is forgiveness in Jesus right and we can remind people when they need to seek forgiveness so when it says that if you do, don't forgive them, they're not forgiven. I think that's more just us acknowledging, like, you just, you haven't sought forgiveness yet from Jesus. Yeah. And you need to seek forgiveness in Jesus. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. And in and, and the context, right, that's where people can go awry, take mm -hmm. this and run with it, um, make up other religions based on this, or just start to have their own, you know, idea of what Christianity is and following Christ is. If you don't read the verses around it, you're, you're, yeah, sure. We'll you can just take it. that and say, right. I have the power to forgive and the power not to forgive. Like, people, like, whoa, you do? Yeah, it's right here. Now, Christ is saying, I think, Tanner, you're 100% on it. He's sending them with this message of good news of the cross and the resurrection mm -hmm. and that there is forgiveness of sin. And he's, I think I'm still landing on the spot where it's, it's not about I have the ability to forgive, like you said, Craig. But it is about the responsibility to communicate the message and how are people going to receive the forgiveness of Christ if I don't, as a person who has already received the forgiveness, don't go and share this good news with them. Mm -hmm. And as you share it with them, then you can say, your sins are forgiven because of, in Jesus' name, mm -hmm. in what Christ has done on the cross right. and resurrection, that if you say yes to him and follow him, boom, you're set. Yeah. And so there's this responsibility that he is sending them to the surrounding towns and the surrounding neighborhoods and country well, ultimately the whole world to the whole mm -hmm. world that if who if they don't have the good news how are they going to have forgiveness of sin right. so there's more of a responsibility to mm -hmm. share the message and the good news versus do you have power to forgive sin or not to yeah. forgive sin or yeah. withhold because it even trickles down to 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 the fact of well if i don't literally confess every single sin that i've done am i actually forgiven and and kind of the old cliche, like, if you're going to get in a car wreck tonight on the way home from this meeting, you know, and, like, well, you're going to die if you don't confess every single mm -hmm. detail and confess your sins, that you're not truly forgiven. God will hold out on you. And there's this list, and you got to make sure you check every single thing off the list to get it from the bad side to the good side. Yeah. Right? Which that's, is a, that's 100%. That's extreme legalism, and it yeah. doesn't... Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it doesn't reflect grace at all. That no. Kind of thinking. But there's that tension, too, of acknowledge yeah. how I'm living and go, God, I don't want to live dishonoring others and not loving others. And yeah. I have shortcomings and I need to apologize and I need to be aware of that and change my behaviors. And it, grace is not this blanket thing to be able to just go live however you want because it doesn't yeah. matter because I'm just covered. So it's not, there's that tension to be, right. yeah. to be wrestled with. Fun fact about what you were just saying, Martin Luther, who Reformation, all that stuff, he, he was, like, driven crazy by that fact of just, like, um, w- always feeling like he had to confess every single sin and then always being stressed and worried, like, did I did forget I get a all? sin? Did I, like, did I get them all? And it, right. like, drove him, cra- drew, drove him crazy. And then um, the verse, uh, it is, like, by grace you have been saved. Um, the, the verse that, like, ignited his whole change in theology was, like, him realizing, like, Oh, wait, no, like, I can just live in forgiveness. I don't have to be confessing every single thing. And, like, because I, that's just legalism. It's going to get, it's going to drive me nuts. It's going to drive me crazy. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're still confessing our sins, but we don't need to be driven crazy by, like, did I get them all? Did I get every single one? Did I right. check off yeah. all the boxes? Because that's perfection, and nobody's going to nail it perfectly. Mm-hmm. That's why we needed Christ. Because mm-hmm. if I could forgive sin, then Christ didn't need to die and rise again. Right. Because that's... So, so do you want to... Knowing we were going to talk about there? this, yeah. I, I read about a half a dozen commentaries just briefly on this one verse just right. to see what they had to say. And basically what Tanner, you and, and Scott, you were saying um, is where most of them landed. Mm. Context, um, as the Father sent me, so send I you. This is the message. It's the gospel. I mean, it's the stuff you're saying right now. For the most part, they all uh, were reflecting that same kind of perspective on it. But I had another thought. So um, remember when Stephen was stoned? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What Acts, does he say? Acts 7. Yep. He says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Why does he say that? And does that have any effect on God in that moment? Does, does God mm-hmm. choose to forgive them because Stephen asked him to or, or not? What does Jesus say on the cross? Father, yeah, forgive them. Same thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and when Adam was placed in the garden... The Lord brought all the animals t- to him, and uh, he said, you know, just give them a name. Whatever name you give them, that's the name we're going to go with. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And so... I mean, I don't remember. I wasn't there, but... <laughs> I remember <laughs> I, reading it. I remember reading yeah, about I, it. Yeah, I, I was there, actually. Oh, you were there? interesting. Okay. I, I laughed out loud when he said, yeah, let's just call this one a giraffe. Uh-huh. No, so, so but my point is, my point is that, that God gave to Adam, and he gives to us... Um, the option, he gives us the, the privilege of interacting with him. Like, like when uh, Abraham is interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah. And he said, you know, hey, if there's a few righteous, you wouldn't destroy the whole city. Because, mm. and, he, and he's actually, in his intercession, it, it at least seems to be like a bargaining with God. And, he's, and same thing with Jonah. Um, you know, God says, I'm going to destroy the city of Nineveh. And then Jonah goes and preaches and people repent. And God's like, like okay, well, you repented. And, so I know I'm kind of deep in the weeds here, yeah. but my point is... Yeah, what I was trying to say what... Well, my point is that I, I think that God uh, chooses, he doesn't have to, but he chooses to take a cue from us sometimes. And so what if one of the facets of meaning here is that, you know, God's going to be the one that either forgives or doesn't forgive sin, but mm-hmm. what if one of the things that he factors into his decisions has to do with what people on earth, his representatives, in particular the apostles mm. in this case, what they, what they choose. Mm. Um, you know, he, when, when Jesus sent them out two by two, he said, if, if they don't receive you, then just stomp your feet, shake the dust off your feet, and, and just leave that town. Um, mm. and, and I'll respond accordingly to, to the people that are there. I, I think we underestimate the fact that, that God is, that our relationship's an actual relationship and it's interactive. Mm-hmm. And so what if, as the apostles are going, they're saying, you know what, um, the Father, they, they didn't treat us very well, um, but, but their hearts were open, and we think, and we're praying that in time they're going to respond, and so please don't hold it against them that they treated us so poorly. If, if Stephen can say, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing, he, he's saying that out of a sincere relationship with God. I don't think that's just words in the air. I think mm. God's like, okay, well... Stephen, because you've asked me, I'm going to choose not to hold that against them. Mm. And not, not that God's obligated to, but I think he considers that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. 
it's a challenging thought. I, yeah, I mean, I think as as I hear that, I think a lot of other people as they're listening would hear that and go, "Ooh, Craig, I don't know. That's a it's a challenging thought because you're you're entering into maybe a realm where some folks haven't thought about where it'd be like, I influence God. I can help like move or change things here on earth. You know, cuz I I don't it's not clear in Acts 7 if what happened to those people. Mm-hmm. Saul was one of them. Yep. Did, did he experience the forgiveness of Christ? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Was that 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 sin of he was leading the charge on getting them stoned, right? So yeah. he, capital pr- crime, he had the guy punished. Was that held against him ultimately? I don't think so because of the forgiveness of Christ right. for all sin. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so yeah, for Paul, that was true. It, it, see, th- this really, I mean, we're deep in the weeds here, but, but this goes to... Um, the larger issue of when this we pray. This is why we don't get through John in the year. I know, year. <laughs> right? But, but when we pray, do our prayers make a difference or not? Do we right. change mm-hmm. things with our prayers or not? Do well, we... you're saying, but with God, not just with us. No, I, lot, I, I do, yeah. For... Yeah, with God on God's side, yes. so to speak. Like mm-hmm. we would, most people say when, when I pray, it changes my heart. makes me, when I ex- forgive Tanner, right. then I say it out loud. Like there's a change in my heart. Mm-hmm. As Christ has forgiven me, I should forgive others. The forgiveness I've experienced is that helps my heart be softened and changed. Right. But you're saying, well, okay, Luke. Yes, I am saying that. You're saying that that plus hmm. it might change the way God responds. Isn't that the point of Luke 11, where the disciples are saying, "Jesus teaches to pray," and then he does a short teaching on it, and then he gives gives an illustration. He says, um, "You know, if you keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking." If you persist, hang in there, yeah. then you're going to get results. Mm-hmm. And, and he also tells the story, Jesus does, of the guy who's uh, in bed. The lights are out. Well, they didn't have lights in those days, but they, he's in bed. <laughs> Lamps. The, the, the yeah. security system is The candles. <laughs> the candles blew out. <laughs> the car's in the garage. You know, the garage is locked. No, but they're all, they're all tucked in, in for the night. And then his friend comes knocking on the door late at night. And he says, no, hey, come back at a more convenient time. But the guy keeps persisting. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, you know, in the same way that this guy wouldn't get up because it was his friend, but because of his persistence, he got up out of bed and gave him a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it is with your heavenly father. He will give to you if you persist. Yeah. He's teaching us persistence in prayer. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, I'm not suggesting that we just, uh, you know, we just nag God to death and finally he gives in and gives us whatever we want. But, but he does respond to persistence and to the choices that we make. He does. Yes. And that uh, choices- Jesus says that in John. He says, if you love me and keep my commandments, then this is what will happen. The Father and I will respond accordingly. Go ahead. Say, and that choice or uh, when God makes that decision or whatever, it's, that decision is made out of love for us. Right. Um, I think right before, right after that story, there's the story of the, the woman who's going to the judge and is like persistent, like bring justice to these people who have like sinned against me, uh, like punish these people. And then Jesus like, how much... Uh, more is if this judge was willing to like give in and uh, answer the prayers of this persistent woman, how much more is God going to do with his children whom he actually loves and wants to bless? Yeah, absolutely. Was it uh, the, the story of the Syrophoenician woman um, and, and her comeback was he, he, he's, Jesus says, um, I'm it, here for my yeah, people. Yeah, I'm just here for my people, not, not for you folks, basically. Right. And and he's it sounds pretty uh, exclusive on Jesus's mm-hmm. part, but I think he's 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 doing that because he's seeing what's going on in this woman's heart and he's trying to help her grow in her faith. And so she pushes back and says, "Well, that may be true, but even the dogs get the crumbs under the master's table." Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, "You have great faith, woman, yeah, and huh? what you've just asked for is going to be granted mm-hmm. you." He's responding to her response to his response, like that's a relationship. Yep. You right. said this, I responded this way, and you came back with that. Well, what about this? Okay, good point. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's something there. and It's a definitely, 100%. There's definitely a dynamic relationship mm-hmm. with God that we have. And, so I, and I think we forget that, and we want to just relegate it into some rules and some black and white. Because, mm-hmm. A, we can understand that better. We can kind of control that, and that feels better um, because it makes more sense in our, our feeble brains. Mm-hmm. But to just really have faith right? A belief in things you can't mm-hmm. see. And we can, we can know God in, in a lot of ways, but we're still just catching a glimpse here. Mm-hmm. Just it's, a glimpse. It's faint. It's foggy. So the, talk about the character of God. You're like, wow, okay. Well, me as a corrupt person, I don't want to, and, and you know, not corrupt in the sense of like I'm trying to intentionally do bad things, but 
I just am not perfect. Like, I don't want to influence God and God going, ah, oh, that's a bad decision. I guess we'll go with it because Scott was persistent. <laughs> that's how our human's brain brain yeah. thinks, right? Is so my kid nags me for, like, more movie screen time or candy late at night. I'm like, okay, I'm tired of saying no. Right. Sure. But it's a bad decision. But the character of God is he's 100% just and fair, righteous, holy. He can't do anything else because that's out of outside of him. That's who he is. He can't choose evil because he's not evil. What is separate of God is therefore evil. And so he's always making fair, honest, trustworthy, like praiseworthy decisions and righteous decisions, stuff that's about him and him being praised. And, and it's uh, always from love because he is love. He can't yeah. make a choice and a decision mm-hmm. that's outside of that. Mm-hmm. So to, to lean in on that as we don't understand, yeah. oh, does he answer this prayer or not prayer? Or, uh, you know, to trust in on the character of God. But- let me throw in another one here. Well, did you want to, I guess we're going to just keep going another week. Did you want to get into to the, the proof uh, oh, that Thomas, Thomas is looking for? I, I mean, we're, we're winding do, it down I've here. Got a, i got another shoe got, to drop here. Okay. So, so I think How the, many shoes you got over there? I you got like a whole uh, I got wardrobe. i got two on my feet here and going. a couple on the side over here. Okay. Um, James. James says what? Mm. In, uh, I think it's chapter. Well, a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. What is specifically you looking yeah. for? Yeah, it's chapter four, I think, where he says, um, you have not because you ask not. In other words, you mm-hmm. would have, but you don't ask for it. Mm-hmm. Again, that's that dynamic, that human interaction. And then some people will say, well, yeah, but he doesn't just give us anything and everything we ask for. Exactly. And, that, and James makes that point as well. Mm-hmm. He says, and you ask, but you don't receive because you ask amiss, mm. because you ask for reasons that are not good. Your motives are not right. Mm-hmm. right. So, so there's some things you would get because your motives would be right, that you don't get because you don't ask. And other things that you're asking for, you're not going to get them because God loves you too much to give you things that are mm-hmm. going to be actually harmful to you. And, and again, there's that balance and that dynamic. And, and I just think there's something there for us to think about and, and pursue mm-hmm. in our own. And with all things, including everything we talk about on the podcast or other things you hear, it's always good just to, to pause and you hear something and you, and you can go, is that true? And yeah. ask God and go, is that true? Mm-hmm. And, and wrestle with that and, and, you know, lean in on who Jesus is. And, mm-hmm. again, don't take our words for it. We're a couple, three knuckleheads, you know, that are just uh, <laughs> trying to follow Jesus as yeah. best we can. And now that we got a corner on, on understanding who God is or have special divine revelation, um, we believe that Jesus came and then, therefore, he breathed his spirit into all people. And then mm-hmm. uh, Acts chapter 2 records for us this moment where the Holy Spirit descends on people for all people, not an exclusive group, but everybody in the whole world, and they're able to receive Christ and know him one-on-one, direct, personal, and through community, and to know that the spirit inside of us, which is God, um, testifies to the truth and leads us into all truth. And that's what John says, right, as we've gone through this account. And then you would just say, hey, is this true? And and therefore, what am I going to do with it? How am I going to live life and not just hear things and be like, oh, that's interesting. I'm just driving along here or taking a walk and listening to a podcast, and that's cool. But it it can really transform your life Mm -hmm. as you understand this dynamic relationship with Christ and how it changes your family and your relationship with your kids or your parents, relationship with coworkers and your boss and with your neighbors and community and um, that's what, that we would find true life and lean into who, who Christ is. It, mm-hmm. it changes everything. You know, I just, mm-hmm. again, we had Easter and people that responded to Christ uh, mm-hmm. in person or on the live stream and their life, they literally, some people walked in, were spiritually dead for the first time in their life, saw who Christ was, walked out a new creation. Mm-hmm. Like that's amazing. That's yeah. mind blowing. They walked through the lobby spiritually dead looking like a live real person but they weren't right and then they walked out they no longer live the life they live now is in christ mm-hmm. correct um yeah. that's it's amazing that's so awesome and, yeah what you're getting at is um something i think is important for people to understand and be crystal clear about so prior to the day of pentecost the holy spirit was not poured out on all flesh in the way that is true today right that happened as a result of of god sending the spirit following Jesus' ascension up into heaven, seated at the Father's right hand, and he sends the promise of the Father, uh, and, and that's the pouring out of the Spirit upon all flesh. Now, the Christ followers have a unique experience with that. So first of all, when a person comes to Christ, like you're talking about on Sunday, mm-hmm. and in churches all over the world, when somebody gives their heart to Christ, 
the Spirit of God comes to live in them. That's what causes the new birth. That's mm -hmm. where the new life comes from. So they have the, the life of God's Spirit in them, dwelling in them. And, and um, the, the Holy Spirit being poured out upon all flesh doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit lives in everyone. He doesn't. He lives in those who choose to put their trust in Jesus, but he's working on all of the other people, trying to bring them, trying to get their attention, trying to draw them, trying to help them see who Jesus is and bring them and have them come to Jesus so that they might have life as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, we should not dive down that road too far. I don't know if dive down the road is the right metaphor there or whatever. Drive but down the road. Drive down the road. Dive deep into that one because that's 100% true, but then that brings up a lot of questions and how does that work? <laughs> and, um so I think for time, we haven't gotten to proof, right? I know. I think for time's sake, though, we got to just wrap it up for this episode. Mm -hmm. um, but we didn't. We we're wanting to jump in as we st we're starting a brand new series here at Mission Church, talking about the 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 after the Easter story mm -hmm. and this this section of time where Christ reappeared, and we're almost there. In uh, I mean, he appears to the disciples. I guess we're here, right? He's talking to them, breathing on them, and then after the empty tomb, and then he Thomas didn't believe, and so we haven't. Uh, talked about that too much yet, but then he's like, mm -hmm. "Hey, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna believe too, but mm -hmm. I need to see some proof. Yep, I need to see Jesus." And mm -hmm. literally, Jesus shows up to him, and he says, "Put your hand in my side." And so, like the resurrected Jesus has like a divine scar hole there. Apparently like he does. I don't know. Put and he can see see him, and he believes because he see him. And Jesus says, "Well, good for you. That's awesome because you have found life." But even more so, those of us that are listening to a podcast on our <laughs> our Apple device 2,000 years later going, that's going to take a lot more faith to believe in a God mm. you can't touch and see but know mm -hmm. that's real. It's like burning in your heart and it's true in your spirit. Um, and so we're talking about the proof and the promise of the forgiveness of sin like we've been talking about in this upcoming series. And then, then what does it mean to actually walk in the power of the Spirit of God that he is in us, like all of us, um, and so we're going to be talking about that, the, the section of time where Jesus appears and it's has about meaningful, 40 days long, the yeah, scripture tells us. have so. meaningful conversation. The next chapter he has, he cooks breakfast for him. Like that's mm -hmm. the Jesus I want to follow. It's like, there Hey, you, go. you guys want to come over? I'll cook you breakfast. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I got the food. Yes. So we're diving into that series. So if you're mission church, come on by, stop on by or tune in as we're talking about the rest of the story. We kind of all know the, the Christmas and the Easter story, but there's far more to it and how it impacts our life today and our lives can be changed. So we'll get to that as the, as the weeks go by here. All right. Uh, but uh, thanks for tuning in. And as always, hope you're finding and following Jesus because it truly is the best way to live life. We'll check you next time. You can help people find and follow Jesus by subscribing to the podcast, sharing it with some friends, and leaving a review so it's easier for others to find it.